Geeked. Hello, Geeks. I am Princess Weeks. And I'm Tessa Netting. And you are listening to The Geeked Podcast, your weekly energy boost of the world's fandoms and stories you love. <laughs> Each week, we're going to skim the surface of what's popular in geek culture, then deep dive into the lore of Netflix worlds bigger than our own. Today's world is one of my favorite worlds to live in. Vampires, monster hunters, sapphic, desire, romance. Ugh, love it. (laughs) More specifically, the brand new Netflix original, First Kill. Yes, I am so excited to talk about First Kill. My gay vampire dreams have finally come to life. We shouldn't have had to wait this long, but, um, <laughs> right? you know, Carmilla couldn't do it by itself, guys. So I'm glad First Kill is here to add to the canon. All of it. Yes. All the content. Give me more. Give me more. And we have a special treat for y'all. We got to interview Sarah Catherine Hook and Imani Lewis, who play our lovely leads, Juliet and Calliope. They were so fun, and fantastic. I cannot wait for you to hear it. But first, Princess, what's got you geeked this week? All right, so what's got me geeked this week? As a Jane Austen nerd, the trailer for the new Persuasion movie has me totally geeked. Like, I love Dakota Johnson. She's yes. She's been, like, she even elevated Fifty Shades. Like, even that, she was like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make Anastasia have a personality. And so <laughs> I'm excited to see her, like, do this character. And, like, the well-actually nerd in me is like, well, this is not, clearly going to be like a straight adaptation because one of the mm-hmm. things that's really funny about Persuasion is that it's it's Jane Austen's least funny novel. But uh, with this one, it seems very comical, very comical, very much like winking and nodding at the camera, uh, right. which I think is fun. I think adaptations of books don't have to be perfect. They just have to get the vibe right. And I think the yeah. vibe of Persuasion is just these two people liked each other, but people couldn't mind their business. And now they're meeting up after eight years and it's going to be awkward and hot. And I think that's great. My only note is that you don't hire Henry Golding and not make him the love interest. Okay? Have we learned nothing from Crazy Rich? No! I don't want to spoil it, but he's not the main love interest. He's not the end game. And I'm like, you don't hire him to be in a Jane Austen movie and not have him be the one that wins at the end. I'm insulted. Blasphemy. Cannot yeah. abide. But yeah, that's what that is what making me geeked out. What's geeking you out this week, Tessa? Oh man. Well, I'm also very excited for that. That looks cool. And I like that it's like a flea bag sort of meets um Lizzie Bennett Diaries. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, I on love Lizzie YouTube. Bennett Diaries. Uh yes. so good. So that was my obsession. <laughs> So it made my heart very happy that they're like bringing all those things together, two things that I loved and creating this. And also just, you know, Dakota is a icon, like the way that she spoke to Ellen, forever icon. Legendary. Um, legendary. You will not just gaslight me. Like, Ellen, that's not true. I was like, ah. So I can't wait for her to say that too, just as this in historical garb. But the thing that's got me uh, the most geeked this week is the Matilda musical movie that is Woo! happening. Oh my goodness. I did not know that this was happening. Me either. I just, like at all. I just saw it on Twitter and I'm like, what? 
What? And for those of you who don't know, it's they are not like remaking Matilda or doing a new Matilda movie. They are literally taking the musical adaptation and turning the musical into a musical movie. That's so, so fun. So it's different. So don't compare this to the original like Matilda. This is its own thing. But I love the Matilda musical. So I, this is, I'm dying. I've never seen out. the Matilda musical, but I love the book and the movie Matilda. Like that is like a formative experience. And my my wife, Emma Thompson, is going to be in it. And I love her. Uh, she's forever iconic, just uh, Oscar winner, t- tour de force. So I'm really excited for this. I'm. We are revolting children <laughs> living in revolting times. I know the whole thing. I'm so I excited. You're going to have to give me the breakdown. But I feel like if we can have I multiple will. Annies, we can have multiple Matildas. Right. Oh, yes. I mean, in the show, they had multiple Matildas. It was very much like Billy Elliot. Actually, the same choreographer that did Billy Elliot did Matilda. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of the same teams worked on on those musicals. And Tessa, so how, why do you know so much about Billy Elliot? Oh, God. I was, <laughs> are we getting into it? I guess people don't know. Uh, so I was on Broadway. I was in Billy Elliot. We need to do a musical episode. We do. We need to talk about musicals. Yeah. It's like you have the background training. I have the nerdiness. And uh, I date theater girls. So it'll be oh, great. perfect. We'll have a great discussion. <laughs> Cannot wait. Yes. Oh yeah, between all of that, like, Geek Week was so good. We got so much food. Like, um, Castlevania <laughs> Nocturne. I was just like... <gasps> Yes, my gay babies are back. Wednesday. Like I, Wednesday. Ah, so good. Like Sandman. I, the Masters of the Universe, Sandman. I I'm living for all of this and I cannot wait. Yep. It's gonna be so good. Yep. And then like it's also just been fun seeing all the reaction to first kill. Cause I feel like we've yes. been waiting because we saw it so early that I feel like we've been sitting on it and we got to go right. to the premiere and just seeing it with an audience, which is a such a surreal experience. And like I loved that. I loved it. And I've been rewatching it uh since it's aired and like my my girlfriend loves it and I'm I'm totally digging it and I'm so glad to see like so many people love Cal because I, yeah. I we talked about this like you don't usually see that in a fandom like a, a dark skin queer lesbian girl being the lead and being loved and supported by the fandom like I have never seen that happen before so I'm super excited about it and like this is everything I wanted I hope she doesn't get sleepy hollowed that's that's basically my oh, my big no. thing yeah. <laughs> Oh God, no! I I love this show. I love the people that are loving it as well. Like they get it. If you get it, you get it. Mm-hmm. If you understand it, if you understand the campiness and understand like this is this is what we want. We want like I I I just the people that understand it are loving it, mm-hmm. and those are the people that matter. But remember, like remember when shows used to have a messy first season? When the first season was just laying Hello, the foundation. Look at Riverdale, Riverdale. Hello. Hello. Hello, Buffy. I mean, like, so many of these shows didn't Supernatural. They didn't really get to really take off until later because we used to actually let shows have more than one season. Like, especially a Supernatural show like this. The first seasons are always clunky. Like, I've been rewatching Lost Girl. But the characters are so good. That's the same. The characters, the bonding, the familial stuff. Like, those are the things that really, to me, matter. And I think, like, Mm -hmm. you would be really doing yourself a disservice to pretend that we get queer lady content like this every single day like that's just so that t- to quote your husband that is, that's absurd and I <laughs> <laughs> and 
like, I think I it's agree. possible to, like, have good faith criticism of the show while acknowledge that this is something that's really important for a lot of people because we don't get this very often and we want to be able to enjoy it. So just, you know, tag your stuff, tag your hate so we don't have to see it. And uh, that's that's all, on the, that's all I got to say about that. All right, so that's what got us geek this week, and I am so excited to get into the rest of the episode. We have a fun game that you put together for us, and then we're going to get into all of the regular goodness that you expect from the Geeked Podcast. All right, our special segment up this week is First, because every episode in First Kill starts with First Something. So Tessa and I are going to go back and forth and talk about our... First, blanks. And sometimes... <laughs> Can't wait. And I guess we will start with our first kill. <gasps> wait, no. Um, we uh, This can be used in a court of law, so we're going to go to our first kiss instead. <laughs> I was like, dang, okay. Um, I didn't want to reveal I was a vampire yet, but I guess I can tell Don't everybody. Don't people on the podcast. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, So my first kiss. I'm going to, like, talk about the first kiss that actually meant something to me. Because, you know, when you're, like, you're a small child and you have, like, a kiss in, like, preschool. Like, I don't even know. I'm sure that happened. I can't remember exactly, you know, what was going on there. But the first kiss that actually meant something to me was the first kiss from my high school boyfriend. And I remember I was so nervous. So we were doing our homework together. And it was, like, a classic situation where he was like helping me study and he just kept looking at me and I started freaking out because I kind of like felt that it was coming so I just kept talking and I wouldn't let him like (laughs) say anything or come in and I just kept talking faster and faster and faster and then finally he was like Tessa Tessa Tessa." I was like what he's like (laughs) just stop talking for a second I want to kiss you and then he did (laughs) and it was amazing but I was just so nervous so it was cute I love that like gay deflection of like this boy wants to kiss me I want it but also I I don't know that is like I, I I can relate um well since we can't do the first poster that we kissed, um, <laughs> because that would honestly be more memorable, uh, Lord Shishomaru, uh, I I think the first kiss that meant something to me was definitely my first girlfriend in college. It was like the most intimate kiss I ever had. It's like when I think about it, it's like burned in my oh. brain. So it's when I, it's like just how you can go back to that moment of like, I couldn't stop talking. Da, da, da. When I think about the first time I kissed her, I thought about like how nervous I was to just touch her because she felt so special. And Aww. I was just like, oh, what if this isn't like, what if it ruins everything? But I really want to. So it was it was very much the that. panic. My fir- <laughs> it was so gay panic. It was like, it's my first time. And I just uh, it was epic in all the ways. And uh, that's still that. a very iconic kiss in my life. Oh, so cute. I love it. Okay, next first we're going to do is our first relationship. So, Princess. I feel like this is so hard. Like, we grew up in the internet age. You could have, like, seven relationships <laughs> on, on MySpace at once. Again, I'm going to say that I had some entanglements that... <laughs> 
You know, again, I think I think we're going to remix the first. Your first can also be the first one that made you feel something yeah, special. Yeah, of course. And I would say, again, my first girlfriend was like the first time I was in a relationship and I got to do all the relationship things like go on Valentine's Day, wear cute outfits for each other. Like we were also both closeted at the time. So there was a lot of like... Haha, <laughs> yeah, we're like best friends. Giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> I remember one time I, I stayed over at her house and her dad came up and we were just hanging out watching like Merlin or something. Oh my gosh. And he was like, I love it when you two are together. It's like you guys are so close. You're like sisters. Ooh. And like as soon as he left, as soon as he left, I just burst into laugh. We just burst into <laughs> laughter like and like we were both nerds so we were just like never were there such devoted sisters <laughs> I was gonna say hey mister she's my sister <laughs> she's my sister exactly it was it was very that energy that relationship was very special to me what about you Tessa um so I just I don't want to talk about my high school boyfriend again because I feel like this is too much especially since he's like having a child now and has like a whole life so I don't want to just like talk and you about have a him whole husband. and I have a whole ass husband <laughs> so I'm gonna talk about just when I met my husband husband for the first time, which was like 10 years ago, which was crazy. And it was one of those things where he asked me to meet him at, uh, to go like karaokeing with his friends. But then before that, we like met up at a Starbucks because we wanted it to be like a neutral, I wanted it to be like a neutral location in case he was a weirdo. I was like, we need to be like in a public setting just in case. And I just remember uh, so clearly like meeting him and I can still remember it like meeting him for the first time and he just gave me the best hug of my entire life and he told me that when he first saw me he just thought of like an elf he just thought I was an elf and I was like oh like a Lord of the Rings elf he's like uh more like a Christmas elf but in like a good way <laughs> So it was love at first sight, oh. soulmates, meant to be, like, just oh, obsessed with Oh, that is so cute. Honestly, if you're ever met at your partner and you're like, uh, look how much this person loves this person, look at Joe <laughs> Moses' Instagram because he loves his wife. It's adorable. I get I get endorphins when I look at you uh, guys' Instagram. It's very, it's very endearing and sweet. Oh, my gosh, princess. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Love you. Love you, Joe. Amazing. Best husband ever. <laughs> okay, princess, what was your first fandom? This is probably the most important question so far. Of Sorry, all boys and girls <laughs> that we've loved. Yeah, it's like kiss, <laughs> relationships and kisses, garbage. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, was in the fandom, definitely have to say it was um definitely Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. Um like I was tangentially evolved in Harry Potter, but it was mostly reading fan fiction. I really wasn't in the discourse board. Right. But when it came to Avatar, I was waving my Zutara flag loudly, proudly. Amazing. Was going to read every fan fiction. And still to this day, I celebrate Zutara Week because the art. Still hits. So definitely. Art is incredible. Zutara, uh, Zutara and Avatar Last Airbender. Th that was my first fandom. What about you? I can guess. What do you think? What do you think it is? <laughs> I think Could everybody. Could it involve 
<laughs> Does it involve a boy that lives in a cupboard and um, he has a certain birthmark on his? Actually, not a birthmark, but he has like a little scar on his forehead. Yeah, that's it. It's him. It's it's the boy, <laughs> the the boy, the ultimate boy, Harry freaking Potter himself. Uh, yeah, Harry Potter was my first. I I like to call it my gateway fandom into just the rest of the internet. Every single person, every relationship in my life that has meant something to me. Almost all of them are because of Harry Potter. So thank you, Harry. I'm thanking Harry (laughs) himself. All right. And that has been our first blanks. Thank you so much. And coming up next, we have an interview with the amazing leading ladies of First Kill. It was a great interview. And uh, let's get into it. Guys, we are so excited to be here with the two leads, these two incredible women from First Kill. We have Sarah Catherine Hook, who plays Juliet, and Imani Lewis, who plays Cal. Guys, we watched First Kill the whole first season. It was a wild, wild ride. So first off, we would love to know just a little bit more about both of you. Since this is the Geeked podcast, we want to know what is the thing that each of you like geek out about the most like what are you a fan of and it could be like a fandom a video game band sport book anything anything that you love we want to hear it Imani you want to go sure um (laughs) I like secretly geek out about any kind of like anything on HGTV is like my Steve's (laughs) any kind of interior design I want to see the swatches I want to see the different earth tones on the walls Accent colors, Oof. all of that, picking couches, picking plants, picking decor, any kind of interior design is like right up my alley. I just love it. Um, for me, I don't, do you guys know what Laura Olympus is? Oh, yes. I, I love Laura Olympus. I'm friends with the I, author. It's so good. You're friends with Rachel Smith. Oh yeah. my God. Um, well, I recently came into uh, Laura Olympus, the Laura Olympus world, uh, I guess back in September, October, and I'm not kidding. I binged 180 episodes in two days and it was like the best. And like, I I did feel sick, I will admit, because I was just staring at my phone for two days nonstop. But I, I am, I'm a full Laura Olympian now. I love it so much. And I'm so thankful that it's back because as you both know, I'm sure Rachel was on hiatus for a while there. So, um, she conveniently came back this past weekend, right right after my birthday. So I was like, "What a little gift for you!" Um, so that's my just obsession. You. Thank you. And Imani just had her birthday too. We are yes. we're both uh, April babies. Yes. April baby too. Oh, oh look at that! We did Amazing. it, guys. All of you. Yay. Amazing. Incredible. Oh my so gosh. So what's everyone's sign? Um, so you're both Tauruses then. Aries. Aries. Yes. Oh, both of you are Aries. I'm Taurus. Ah, mm-hmm. Virgo. Tessa. Virgo. 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 All right, some corner. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Oh my gosh. You guys were so electric on camera and together. So I want to know what was it like working together and like, was there a chemistry test? Because you two were very magnetic on screen. I was like, oh, they're really digging each other. So I just love to hear about the the friendship. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, I mean, I'd say there's definitely chemistry right from the get-go. We did do mm-hmm. a chemistry test. Yeah. And um, that, for me, that was so, so fun. Honestly, I and I, Imani has heard the story so many times. <laughs> 
and she's going to kill me one of these days for this. But like I, I when Imani came on the screen and we did the little, we did the B scene as one of our scenes together for the test. And she looks down the lens and I had butterflies everywhere. And I exited the scene and put my hand, my head in my hand. Like I was like freaking out, blushing like crazy. And I was like, that's Clive. So cool. <laughs> that was story. Yeah. yeah. The chemistry read was awesome. I think from there I was like, oh yeah, I have to be Clive because this is definitely Juliet. But even working together, it was just such an amazing process. And I always say, we always say that we wouldn't have wanted to go through this process with anyone yeah. else. And it just felt like, even from our first FaceTime before we even met each other, we were on the phone for like four hours. Oh. It was insane. <laughs> it was crazy. And had so many weird connections. So like it, it was just very meant to be Absolutely. You know, every way possible. A hundred percent. Just like me and Tessa. Oh my gosh. Guys, <laughs> we're all friends. So <laughs> friends for life. That is so cute. I love, I love that, that so much. You guys, like it was meant, it really was meant to be that you guys yeah. like were having this whole experience together and going through it. Now I'm going to ask you a really weird question. <laughs> if you <laughs> were bitten by a vampire and you could turn one other person to be a vampire with you, who would you choose and why? And Sarah, I'm starting with you this time. Sure. Um, I I think I'd probably turn my best friend who she's... So I, I my name is Sarah Catherine and she's her name is Sarah Ross. We're like double name people. Anyway, she's, she's like my ride or die. And I just think she'd be really good fun being a vampire with. <laughs> I don't think I could, I could do it without her. Vampire besties. 100%. Love. That's so funny. That's my answer. It's my best friend. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Her and I are just so similar. We just have all the same like quirks and like I'll bring a perfume to her and she'll already have it. Like oh, I, I meant that. to tell you about it. So I feel like it'd just be another thing that we bond over. I don't know if she'd love it because she's pescatarian. So I don't know if the feeding process would be too like <laughs> fun for her. But I think it'd be fun for us both. It's just another thing that we both enjoy. She'd adapt. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for she's sure. like, well, have if I to. have to. Right. And you can help each other. Like, having your friend there, right. it's, right. it's needed, for sure. And if you're exactly. legacy vampires, then you can still, you know, maneuver around that, as we know for from sure. the lore. Um, <laughs> now, I know that representation <laughs> questions can be really trite, and people always ask them, but Imani, like, for mm-hmm. me, as someone who's been watching Supernatural content forever, mm-hmm. like, seeing you and this lovely, melanated Black Hunter family... <laughs> Seeing you be a co-lead and playing mm-hmm. an openly queer character, just something that we don't really see a lot of. Like, did yeah. you have any sense of that when you were coming into it? Because I feel like, you know, it was like, as soon as I saw you with your nose piercing and your skin, and I was like, she's, <laughs> like, she's so cute. She's just, she could, like, you look like all the Black girls I grew up with. And I'm like, and now they get Aww. to have Cal. And I'm like, that was so fun for me. Thank you so much. No, I definitely knew that coming in. And I think that was one of the driving reasons why I fell in love with Calliope. I just, I love that she's, of course, attached to this strong, like equipped, loving, like a close-knit family. And I just, I'd love so much of the representation of not only of her being just a young Black teenage girl, but being openly queer and that not being the driving point of her story. That's not like her battle, her battle is so much bigger than that. And even that battle is like minute compared to the real battle with self that she ends up facing. But I think she's just a complex, calculated, strong character. And it just, it meant so much to me to be able to represent her and to see that representation in in film and television. It's such an awesome thing. And I can't wait to see so many more doors open because of characters and shows 
like first kill. And um, it makes me feel so good to know that other Black girls all over the world that know me or will see me and see a little bit of themselves. And even if they don't see themselves in Calliope, they'll be able to see that I'm an actual person and I actually do this and this is actually my career and then feel that much more motivated to go out there and chase their dreams. That's what I do it for. So awesome. And like, I'm not even an actress, but I felt that. Like, I like from the moment you appeared, I was like, I'm rooting for her. No matter what she do, she go into a villain <laughs> arc, I'm in it. <laughs> also, just like the most beautiful fam, like bo- both of the families, like everyone was hot. It was very distracting. Gorgeous. So yes. it, was, <laughs> Gorgeous. it was wild. Now you guys are going to be on the show that's joining the ranks of all this big vampire media. So mm. what are some of your favorite vampire shows or just vampires in general in pop culture? Pop culture? I don't know if this classifies as pop culture, but I grew up watching Blade. Oh, yes. That counts. So many times. Really? Wesley Snipes in a long black trench. And then when like Trinity came, I just Oof. thought it was the coolest thing ever because he doesn't <laughs> always start off. He doesn't always start off as a vampire. Mm-hmm. I think he like turns. Mm-hmm. And he just turns up a level. And I thought it was... My grandparents at their house, they had a DVR. It was ridiculously unhealthy how many times I've watched Blade. Like, verbatim, I love Blade. It's so good. It's so, so good. So I think Blade. That's perfect. He is the daywalker. Oh, yeah, daywalkers. He is a daywalker. I I grew up, or not grew up, but like in high school, I was really into Vampire Diaries. Um, I just the whole cast. Like, so I guess similarly, similarly to the first kill. I mean, they're they're so like they're so it, it's kind of ridiculously <laughs> hot how people how how insane those people are. But yeah, loved Vampire Diaries. One of my favorite movies though is What We Do in the Shadows. Same, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, <laughs> so good. Um, that's kind of my main vampire like source right there. Yeah, uh, like Tycho ITD cannot go wrong. Ugh, werewolves, not werewolves, forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. the best. I love it. I love it. So and the show, what we do in the shadows too. Oh right. So- Yes, yeah, fantastic. Okay. Now, technically, Sarah, you could be on that show because you're a vampire. Oh my god, <laughs> I would die. I would die. That would. I know. I think I'd be too nervous. I'd be like, you guys are way too cool for me. <laughs> you're like, I'm but, a legacy yeah, no, vampire, maybe. so I'm a legacy though. <laughs> oh, for sure. Let me on. Okay, uh, what is one thing that you two would want the audience to take away from your characters, like after watching the show? Like, what is one one scene that like you want to stick with them, or one thing that like after watching they're like, you know what, that really stuck out to me. Honestly, like it's. it's for Juliet, you know, um, because she's introverted and, um, she's, she's not really one who like cares to stand out. Like I would just say, just be true to yourself. Um, I, I feel like she, while she does just come into herself more, like with standing up for herself and kind of finding her own voice. Um, I do think that she's always staying true to her morals and, um, I really respect that from her. Um, so that's that's what I would say for for what I would want people to take away, at least from Juliet. I love that. Um, I think, like I said, Calliope is a very complex character in a lot of ways, but I feel like she comes into the show with a sureness of self and uh, a self-awareness to herself where she knows who she is and she knows who she wants to be. But I think what I want everyone to take from Calliope's character is even when you're self-aware, you have to be open or you should be open to changes that you see with yourself. And I think we all grow and we all change and we all evolve into uh, people that I feel like it's us at our full potential. But I feel like if we 
fight change or if we fight those journeys with self, then we'll never reach the full potential of the version of ourselves that we're supposed to be. So even when you're sure, even if you know what you want to do, be open to things that pique your interest or that, you know, add a little glitter to your life. I think you should be open to those things. And that's why your characters work so well together. It was, you could really see that. It was very beautiful. (laughs) Your guys' journey is so good. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It is, it's been incredible. You guys are so thoughtful with your answers and we really, really enjoyed your performances. And we, again, we loved it. We're your first big fans of the (laughs) first Kill fandom. And like, we, we really, thank you so much for your time this was so fun thank you thank you both this was really fun this was awesome all right it is time to talk about first kill now this show this show guys this show is like it's like Riverdale meets Seventh Heaven, but in the best way. It's very, it's it's very campy and vampy. But then it has this like side of it that's really sweet, and it just like makes my heart really happy. Like I don't know, this show has all my favorite things: gays and monsters. Like once the gays learn how to become vampires, it's over for you, bitches. <laughs> Period. So, yeah. <laughs> Princess, what are your, like, initial thoughts, like, overall thoughts after watching this show? I really liked it. I think that once I realized that this was a YA series, because I think sometimes us elder gays, and by elder I mean twenty, late 20s, early 30s, it can <laughs> be like we still want the representation that we wanted when we were younger, but mm-hmm. we still have, like, an adult sensibility. And First Kill is definitely, like, situated in that like CW if it was queer like this was that it was Mm -hmm. very like campy charming I loved Calliope Cal I loved how queer it was I loved that it wasn't afraid to have some drama Um, yeah and I found like both sides of it like Because in the show, you have, like, Calliope's family. They are vampire hunters. We're the best monster hunters to ever walk the earth. Then you have Juliet's family, who are these legacy vampires, very the originals. There are humans trained to hunt and kill us. Your father has made it safe for us in Savannah, as safe as he can. And both of these girls are going through this very transitional space when they meet each other and, like you know, have that super duper connection that we've seen so many heterosexual vampire shows have. And you know right. what? Now it's time for us to be that corny. Yay. We deserve it. We do, really. We've waited too long. We've done our waiting. Now it's time to have fun. I loved the nods to Romeo and Juliet in it. Same. I'm, I'm just such, I love Romeo and Juliet. I'm such a loser that I like loved it so much, like learning about it in school. And so I like, I just, it was so fun how they just kept hiding little things. And then when she showed up like, and she was on the balcony, I was like, forget it. Stop. Right? This is so cute. I was, I was obsessed. I absolutely loved it. And I think like, I think whenever you watch a new show and you're kind of testing it out, there's always like a moment where you're 
like sold on it. But the moment mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sold is when they were like in the first episode when they're having sort of like their first kiss moment. The song Slumber Party by Ash yes. Nico starts playing. And I was like, okay, they understand the culture because I was like, that is my partners and I jam. Like we play I love that, that song. song. Yeah. Ridiculously. Like, and when the Spotify list came out, like last year, like every queer girl I knew it was like, oh, somewhere was Ash Nico Slumber Party. And I'm like, they That's understood so the funny. assignment. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And I think like from then on in, I was in. I was like, this is gonna be like a fun camp show. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think my my moment where I was like on board. Probably, honestly, after seeing the parents, I just loved how hot the parents were. I was like really into it. (laughs) And that, like, that's kind of how it was like giving Riverdale to me because it's like, why are these parents so hot? Every character was nuts. I loved it. I just loved how weird it was and how I. I thought that I knew it was coming, but then I was absolutely wrong. And I, like, I was not expecting what the things that have happened in this show. I, like, thought I could predict, but no, was wrong, went another direction. So I love when that happens because I I like to be surprised. I like to scream. I like to have fun when I watch things. So I was having a blast. Absolutely. And I think... For me, one of the things that really warmed me up to it, and I know, like, we talk about this all the time, representation can sometimes be, like, one of those issues where, like, oh, we have to bring it up again, but sometimes it Mm -hmm. really does still matter. And there are a lot of shows that will have diversity, like, peppered in, you know, the Black best friend, the Black love interest, and... or just a non-white love interest, but none of their, like, culture or, like ethnic cues or cultural identity will be like embedded in that character and what I loved is whenever we were hanging out with Calliope and her family they just had an unambiguously black vibe you know where it felt like it was Mm -hmm. written for them to be a black family and not just a family we just wrote them as people and then they became black but yeah I just love how unambiguously black the, the family was I love the the sibling dynamic. I loved how it contrasted to Juliet's family. Same. And I just really felt like Mm -hmm. those are the things that keep me invested in a show. It's really the character stuff. And this show had a lot of really good character stuff that got me invested. And how the mythology kept growing organically as the show progressed. Mm -hmm. Definitely. One thing that I wish they would have done a little differently is I wish that in this first season, if hopefully there's going to be more, I wish that they would have focused just on the vampires. Like, I feel like they didn't have to add in the monsters right away because every time that they were, like, talking about monsters or bringing up monsters, like, I just, I kept forgetting that there were also monsters. I'm like, wait, but let's go back to the vampires. Like, let's go back to the drama between, like, the vampires and the hunters. And then, like, the adding the monsters would be, like, an, another layer for the next season. So it's like, you think this is resolved? Just kidding, there's more. So it's like, the family drama was enough. I'm like, give me more family drama. I want at all. But that's just me, my personal opinion. Well, I will say, like, I think that's interesting because one of the things I was I was wondering is that they establish, like, later on in the series that, like, monsters, mm-hmm. like, people know monsters exist in this world. But then right. I'm like, but then why are monster hunters a secret? Like, how do people not know right. that you guys are vampires if y'all are out, like, if y'all are, like, ageless and living for a thousand years? Like, you can't live in the same place for a thousand years. Like, if they had said at mm-hmm. the very beginning that it was already a world where, like, vampires, everything right. in humans existed, but we are trying to grift and be, and, like, pass as humans, that would be one thing. I think once that 
that like world building happened. I was like, but then why are you doing blah, blah, blah? So since we mentioned the world building and lore, let's get into it a little bit. So in this world, vampires are the descendant of Lilith, which, you know, hashtag feminism, girl bossing from the beginning in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> the, OG the OG, she's like, give me that apple. Um, love that for her. Leaning in to temptation, not away, always towards. So the, the legacy Please. vampires are a matriarchy and Juliet's grandmother is the current keeper of very fancy word for Lilith snake. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Juliet is the youngest child of this family. She has an older sister named Eleanor, who is pretty much just like Rebecca from the originals, like blonde, alpha, <laughs> bar- very Barbie mm-hmm. vamp. We respect it. Yes. And Eleanor has a twin brother named Oliver. He has some mental illness that is we about don't talk Oliver. about Oliver. Basically, no. he even comes <laughs> in with like, this long stringy hair looking like a Nirvana, like looking like Nirvana. I'm like, Kurt Cobain, you a vampire now? It was, it was, sir, sir this is 2022. <laughs> that was a crazy one. And so the with legacy vampires, from what we gather, they do have fangs. They have, like, some s- speed and fighting abilities, although we don't see much of it. And some of them have certain powers. Right. Like, Eleanor can, like, glamour people and make them lose their memories. But it's implied that not everybody has that. So mm-hmm. they don't burn in the sun. They are very hard to kill. So if you stake them, they come back, which that leads to a— That was That was a great scene. Me. I that was, was like, oh, sh- that was crazy. Because that episode happens and you're just like, oh, this is really happening really fast. And you're like, oh, wait, no. It was intense. Yeah. I loved it. It was intense. It, it was, was great. so good. And so there, besides legacy vampires, there are also regular, regular vampires that come out at night, burning, staking, etc. Juliet's father mm-hmm. was a human who was turned a vampire. So he's like not a full yes. legacy vampire. And apparently legacy vampires can be born. So they go through the aging process just like we do. And in comparison, you have the uh, monster hunters, which are part of a guild that sends out these families that are trained to hunt down all of these monsters. The guild sent us to kill them. So we kill them. And they give them resources like weapons. They have like a Giles Watcher type network. And they help with mm-hmm. like relocation and funds and making sure that uh, the characters don't get into any trouble. Which again makes me ask the question, if if they know monsters yes. exist, then like what's the problem? I, I, have, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Also, that wasn't very clear to me. It was like, it was one of those things yeah. where I'm like, wait a second. Like, is this known? Like why? So for example, when she told like her best friend or, or when he found out that she was a vampire, I'm like, why is he not like so freaked out? Like, why is he like kind of moving on and like accepting it? But I was like, wait, does he, do vampires exist? Like, so it took me a little bit to connect all that and I also wish that they would have been really clear in the pilot episode about like this is what like vampire like because they say like monsters haven't been in Savannah in decades like later on and they should have done that like at the beginning like we should have known like monsters exist vampires exist but they haven't been here in a long time you know it's 
because it would have been easier for me to understand because otherwise it was a little, I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Why isn't he freaking out? Why is it? Is, are these people, do they know? Like, it was a little confusing for me until I pieced it together. And I just have to say, the freaking grandmother, like, when we were in her, like, she had, Icon. like, this little mansion. Like, they were all in mansions, by the way. They were all just, like, living oh, yeah. in mansions. And so we go to the grandma's, and she's having, like, this little, like, cocktail party or some sort of thing. And she has these, like, blood servants where these people just, like, take a bite, and then they keep going. I was like, what is going on? I was obsessed. I was I was dying. I'm like, this is hilarious. I'm like, it's giving Holly Hollywood blood boy like it's great <laughs> it was, it was so, funny. so funny like I I don't know I the way that blonde and like power blonde vampires have a chokehold on me like whenever <laughs> a, whenever a character is like hello I'm the bitch of this show and I'm like hello you're my favorite character oh, 100% always always yeah Love. Like the way she was like disrespecting like the the father to his face I was like ah we love to see it. Uh, yes. I mean, I like the dad, but I was just like, but it's so good to just see her just be like, what are you going to do? And then something happens. And I'm just like, oh, no, that's a, that's a twist. <laughs> yep. Yep. And Princess, let's round this out by you answering, would you be a legacy vampire or would you want to be a monster hunter? You know what? I want to be a vampire. I'm not trying to work for a living. You know, like being a monster <laughs> hunter is still a job. And I don't, is. I don't dream of labor. So if I'm going to upgrade myself, I'm going to get me some generational power and wealth. You're a monster. Mm. And I yep. am going to do absolutely nothing with it, but give it back to the community, of course, because, you know. Oh, my God. You're like you're like a vampire Robin Hood. <laughs> Yeah, I like I'll take all of my generational wealth and endless streams of money. I will give back to the communities and be like, hey, here you go. All I need is blood. <laughs> I think that sounds great. That's the dream, honestly. I mean, I, I've always wanted to be and will forever be thinking about becoming a vampire. So I was going to ask you, like, which one you'd pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to fight. <laughs> yeah. I don't, well, here's the thing. I don't want to kill <laughs> monsters because I fundamentally do not believe that just because they're different that doesn't mean they deserve to die I disagree with that premise <laughs> I wouldn't want to kill the monsters I'd want to like date them so that wouldn't be that'd yeah. be a big problem for me I'd be like guys don't kill this scary monster like they're they're just like us like he's nice so yeah I definitely would not be a good hunter because we just I just want to Netflix and chill Well, I am so glad that I got to spend yet another week looking at the lovely banged face of my lovely co-host. It has been Princess. a... <laughs> it is always a delight. The Geeked Podcast is hosted by me, Tessa Netting. And me, Princess Weeks. Find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of the online things at Tessa Netting. And you can find me on YouTube as Princess Weeks and on Twitter as Weeks Princess. Okay, y'all, next week we'll be discussing something I am ah, so freaking excited about. Umbrella Academy Season 3. You gotta listen to it. Yes. Listen to us and watch it. And anyway, guys, this is a Netflix Geek and Spoke Media production, baby. Our executive producers are Keisha TK Dutez, Brigham Mosley, 
Aaliyah Tavakolian, and Keith Reynolds. Kelly Kolf is our producer. Reyes Mendoza is our associate producer. Delara Patton is our coordinating producer. And a special thanks to Carson McCain because they're the best. Sound Design and Engineering by Evan Arnett, who also composed and performed our original amazing theme song. To stay updated on all things Geeked, be sure to follow Netflix Geeked on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you aren't following the Geek Podcast, what are you waiting for? What you waiting? What you waiting? What you waiting for? You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you absolutely love us, which I don't know what we've ever done wrong, make sure to leave us a five-star review, please. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.